welcome to another episode of the Extraordinary Moms Podcast. I'm Jessica Dahlquist, your host, and every Tuesday I interview a different mom who shares their motherhood journey and the lessons they've learned along the way. If I've learned anything from interviewing such a wide range of moms, it's that no two extraordinary moms look the same. We all have a story to tell, and we are all mothering in our own way. So let's celebrate that and learn from one another. Thanks for listening, and if you like what you hear, please share this show with a friend. Good morning, everybody, and welcome to episode 230 of the podcast. I have a great episode for you today, and it is with Dana Kurtz. Dana is a new author of the book Mother Matters, and she has coined her own term called mother care. You might have heard of baby care, newborn care, daycare, elder care, but where's the care for moms? So you guessed it. We're going to talk about self-care today, taking care of yourself as a mom so that you can show up better for your families. This is a theme that runs throughout many of our episodes on the show, and I can't wait to share my conversation about Dana's motherhood journey, about her journey with self-care, and why she wrote this book, Mother Matters. So let's get to my conversation with Dana Kurtz. All right, I want to welcome Dana Kurtz today. Hi, Dana. Hi, Jessica. Thanks so much for having me. It's my pleasure. Where am I speaking to you from today? I am in New York City. Oh, how exciting. Are you a New Yorker? <laughs> I am a New Yorker. Oh, that's uh, awesome. Yep, about 20 years now, so it feels like home. Okay. What are your favorite things to do in New York? Because it might be different than what tourists come to New York for. Yes, actually, um, typically New Yorkers don't have time to enjoy. <laughs> they're living their life. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> they're living the life, right? So um, it's not uncommon to meet a New Yorker who, for example, has you know never been to the Empire State Building or <laughs> the Statue of Liberty um, because, you know, like everyone, we're just busy with our lives um, and happen to live in this incredible place. So um, yeah, I, I love it here. I love the diversity. I love the incredible people that I meet and hearing all all the different languages being spoken and all the culture. It's its an incredible place to be. Yeah, that's so wonderful. And I'm sure that's definitely influenced your motherhood and, and your kids at growing up experience too. Um, what a unique place Absolutely. to be. That's awesome. <laughs> Absolutely. It is, um, it is a um, – I don't know if it's a unique experience raising a child in New York City, but it certainly is um, a very rich one, and yeah. I feel privileged to be able to do it. That's wonderful. Well, for people that may not know you, Dana, will you just give a little background on yourself and your family? Absolutely. So I am a licensed social worker and also a certified pre- and postnatal fitness trainer. I serve as director of the Anna Keefe Women's Center here in Manhattan. And I have one son who is now eight years old. Awesome. That's so great. And so as a social worker and working with mothers and everything, did you do all that prior to having him? No. Okay. Um, okay. I Interesting. Did not. And uh, becoming a mother has informed my professional life immeasurably. Um, in fact, it, it was becoming a mother that um, led me to, led me on the path that I have been on now for about eight years. Okay. Um, so it, my, my work changed, changed dramatically after my son was born. Okay. We're going to go more into that. Was motherhood what you thought it'd be? Let's go back to early days when you first had your little <laughs> bundle in your arms. Was it what you thought it would be or what was, what was unexpected about it? 
Jessica, everything was was unexpected about it. Um, No, it it was not what I thought it would be. Um, It was, um, well, that's not entirely true. I I had heard people tell me that um, you will feel a kind of love for your child that is um, different than any kind of love you've previously experienced, and it will be a very unique kind of love, and um, and that was true for me. I did experience that, um, and fairly quickly. And I know that's not true for all moms. Um, it was for me. I did I did bond quickly with my son, um, but I was blindsided by how overwhelming it was to bring a baby home. And um, I was not prepared for, um, for all the pressures that I felt. Um, and it was, um, it was a real shock to the system. Sure. And I get that. And even for somebody maybe that's worked, you know, a really high pressure job before and maybe even very demanding hours, there's nothing like the demanding hours of motherhood and the constant nature of it. And I think that does contribute to the overwhelm. It's just the unendingness of it. And then, of course, the weight of the responsibility. Absolutely. Um, It is, as you suggest, Jessica, relentless in a certain yeah. way. Um, you know, the, the, the lack of sleep and, um, and the feeding and, um, the changing. And if you are parenting with a co with a co-parent learning how to do that, um, it kind of feels like a bombardment and it's happening simultaneously. And I think that aspect of the experience makes it um, especially challenging. Sure. And as a new mom, when you're feeling overwhelmed and bombarded and just kind of like a fish out of water in this brand new environment, a brand new role, where literally for every other profession, you you go and you have training to, to learn how to do what you're supposed to do. And this, you're handed a baby in the hospital, literally. And you can do some prep, but really learning a child all of your own is a completely unique experience each and every time that you do it. Hey everyone, I wanted to interject my conversation with Dana real fast to tell you about one of our show sponsors, and that is BioClarity. How are you doing with taking care of the largest organ in your body? I'm talking about your skin. Have you taken care of your skin as a young person? Trust me, your older skin will thank you one day when you have used sunscreen and implemented a skin routine that has truly taken care of your skin. And that's what BioClarity does for you. BioClarity offers two skincare routines, the clear skin routine and the essentials routine. I've been using the essentials routine involving a three-step process of cleanse, restore, and hydrate. It's best for normal, dry, or dehydrated skin. I've been using that twice a day for a few weeks now, and I am loving it. It's really helped minimize my redness my pore size, and it's evened out my skin tone. BioClarity has a really unique ingredient called Floralux in it. It's a clever form of chlorophyll that is proven for soothing away blemishes. It's an antioxidant, has healing properties, it's anti-inflammatory. It's like a green juice for your face, basically. So do yourself a favor and take care of your skin. 
So I definitely recommend going to bioclarity.com. My listeners will get their first month for only $9.95 plus free shipping. That's a $20 savings and it comes with a 100% risk-free money-back guarantee, but you need to enter my code EMP. That's bioclarity.com and enter my code EMP. You are not going to want to miss out on this opportunity because I have been loving this and I know that you will too. So speaking of mother care, take care of your skin. All right, let's get back to it with Dana. And so how did you ease through those early days when it felt really foreign and overwhelming to you? Well, to be honest, not well. (laughs) Um, I really, you know, my own maternal transition was um, something I would describe as a bit of a failure to thrive, um, which is a term that your listeners may be familiar with. We often use it um, to talk about babies who are not meeting, you know, milestones and maybe having some challenges in their growth trajectory. And, um, and I talk about it in relation to my own, and I think, you know, many others experiences of not moving into motherhood with um, a kind of grace and and joy in the way that I might have if I knew then what I have come to know um, in the years to follow. Um, and I think the root of the issue for me was that I, while I figured out how to take care of my baby, and I, I think you know maternal instinct and mother's intuition can help us do that, I didn't know how to take care of myself. And, um, and that really was the crux of the problem for me. Right. And like many mothers, we often take ourselves off the list when we're thrown so deeply into the trenches of adding somebody onto the list, adding our baby onto the list. And so what did taking care of yourself look like before? And then how are you kind of able to step into mother care and define mother care for us? Yes. So mother care is a term that I coined to describe the right, and I do believe it should be the right, of every woman to have access to reliable, cost-effective, practical, research-based tools that she can use to make mothering easier and more joyful. Um, because many of them exist, and we are seldom, if ever, schooled in them. Um, so that's what mother care is. And um, my own self-care routine prior to becoming a mom was, um, I think, pretty pretty sufficient. <laughs> um, you know, I... I had time to do the things that I enjoyed, um, to, you know, connect with friends, connect with family, um, go for walks in the park, um, do work that that was gratifying. Um, And I can remember actually being pregnant because I was very privileged. I had Um, a pretty seamless pregnancy and happened to enjoy being pregnant, which is not the experience of all women. Mm -hmm. Um, And I remember thinking this is so great because I can 
move through my life, do what I need to do, and, you know, take my baby with me. <laughs> um, <laughs> like an and, accessory. You know, yeah. Exactly. <laughs> yes. Right. I mean, it sounds really um, sort of, well, it was rather naive, um, you know, looking back to think it would continue to be that seamless. But um, but that's that's how I felt at the time. And I think that that's you know, another part of why it was such a shock to the system when, you know, he came quite literally out into the world and um, that it was no longer, um, you know, the, the ability to have him with me in that way mm-hmm. was no longer the case. Sure. And I think there's a big shift because before kids, you don't have to be quite as intentional about self-care. Like ultimately you're making your own decisions because it's only you, you have to really consider, right? Sometimes your spouse plays into it, but they're an adult too, and they can fend for themselves if needs be. Um, But there's just, with that overwhelm and with all the new to-dos and the uncertainties of having a baby, kind of the intentionality of making sure that we're okay, it kind of goes by the wayside. And so what have you seen in society that's really preventing moms from making themselves a priority, whether it's practically or just the perception of you should feel guilty if you're, you know, taking time away from your kids. Kind of what have you seen? Mm. Oh, it's a great question. Um, well, I think I've seen a couple of things, um, as I'm sure listeners have as well. I think at the end of the day, we don't really value the work mothers do. Um, And as we've been seeing, we we don't really value in the same way the work that women do. Hmm. Um, And so I think in a, you know, in a society, on a societal level, um, the lack of attention paid to mothers bespeaks a general mindset that our work, our well-being, our our welfare are not valued. Mm-hmm. And um and I think we you know we see that across the board. Um so that's a part of the issue. Um we don't, you know, we don't have for example um universal subsidized maternity leave. Um Crazy. we are the only (laughs) developed nation that doesn't have a mandated subsidized uh, maternity leave program. Um, We don't have subsidized childcare universally. Um, So, you know, these lack of supports in a, in a, in a broad way um, really indicate that that's not where we've chosen to um, prioritize our, our funding. Um, and, and that's, that's something that, you know, we see across the board. Um, so in a, in an individual way on a more micro level, I think many of us internalize that bigger message and maybe wrongly assume then that, perhaps what we're doing is not all that hard or not all that important or not all that valued. Mm. And as a result, we don't maybe need to take care of ourselves um, because we're, you know, we're just moms. Mm -hmm. 
Um, and that is tragic, I think. Um, yeah. So, yeah. Yeah, yeah. I could not agree more. And I think there's definitely a divide between this idea of motherhood is the most important job in the world and mothers are so special. And and we hear this lip service of what an important role a mother is. We see it in commercials even. We, um, at least in, in my circle, you know, we really preach and build each other up that you are doing important work. But then there are not, well, there are the resources in some ways, but then there's also not the policies or the abundance or the awareness of resources that really help facilitate moms to feel like they are empowered to do their best work because it is the most important job. We're raising the next generation of humans, whether we're working outside the home or not, that's not what matters. But really the influence a mother has is immeasurable. And to discount that our own self-care and our own self-worth and our identity is kind of going by the wayside. And that's what we're modeling to our kids as we're trying to raise them into empowered, confident, capable, wonderful humans. What's, what is that? Absolutely, Jessica. Absolutely. I couldn't agree more. And, um, it sets up an, an impossible expectation, right? Mm -hmm. Because if we're told we're doing the most important job in the world, but not being given, um, you know, any support to be able to do it, then where does that leave us? Mm -hmm. Right? Where does that leave us? It leaves us suffering. It does. And it leaves us suffering. And what model is that to our kids? That you're supposed to be a martyr as a parent? Like that's, that's our role? Mm -hmm. I don't Mm -hmm. want my kids to believe that, but if they're seeing that, they can't help but infer anything else. Even if I tell them, I love being a mom. But, like, my eyes are gaunt and I haven't showered in three days. Like, <laughs> That's, right. Uh, That's right. Like, my actions are definitely speaking louder than words. And <laughs> it's just so 100%. crazy. It's so crazy to me. But there is that dichotomy. And so even I, who am speaking these words and I feel self-aware enough on this topic to realize this is nuts. Like, something needs to be done. I still fall into the pit sometimes. And so we just have to be ultra self-aware to not let that be our, our go-to. And then also to, to raise awareness to not let our, our circle do that either. And as we each are influencing our circle and our people and who we work with or whatever, hopefully this can, can start to shift. Absolutely. Absolutely. And I'm so glad that you brought up the point about the circle because I think, um, you know, circles of motherhood and um, support are so incredibly important and you know finding the circle that's right for you is an incredibly um important part of of a mother care regimen mm-hmm, mm-hmm. <laughs> um and you know sometimes it can take a while to find to find your your group mm-hmm. um it certainly you know did for me um but when you do it can be an incredible source of um, rejuvenation and revitalization at a time that is otherwise really challenging so um, i'm glad you brought up that idea of you know the circle yeah absolutely and you don't need a huge circle either it's just a couple moms that are like-minded to some degree but then also challenge you in other ways and, and open your mind in other ways 
everyone. I wanted to interject one more time to thank another show sponsor, and that is StoryWorth. StoryWorth is the easiest way to share your story. And if you've been listening for any length of time, you know I truly believe everyone has a story. And have you really taken the time to learn the stories of those in your family? your parents, your grandparents, your aunts and uncles. We're so busy in today's day and age that we rarely take the time to slow down and ask them about their childhood, about memorable experiences in their life. And these are stories that we do not want to be lost. So what is StoryWorth? StoryWorth makes it easy and fun for your loved ones to share their stories with weekly emailed story prompts and questions that you would have never thought to ask. At the end of the year, they'll get their stories bound in a beautiful hardcover book that all the family can enjoy for years to come. So I purchased a subscription for my grandparents and they have been using it by responding to the weekly email or if your grandparents are less tech savvy, you can record it over the phone by calling the StoryWorth number. All the stories are private and they have told me how much they love talking about the good old days again and sharing stories, especially about how they met in those early days of marriage. It's such a special keepsake and this would be a fabulous gift to give for Mother or Father's Day coming up or any of your special events. So this is what you can do. For $20 off of a StoryWorth subscription, go to storyworth.com slash E-M-P. That's storyworth.com slash capital E-M-P to get $20 off. I hope my mom's not listening because I'm going to be gifting this to her for Mother's Day and I hope that you will as well. So keep it in mind for any special occasions and be sure to check out storyworth.com slash E-M-P. All right. Thanks StoryWorth for sponsoring the show and let's get back to Dana. And so I know there's a mom listening who's thinking, well, I don't really have time to add myself <laughs> onto the list because I, you know, I feel like I have to sign up for every class party, especially stay-at-home moms, I think, because we have more available hours. We have to fill those available hours because otherwise we're just a mom and what else are we doing during the day, right? <laughs> that's how we that's how we perceive our role. Um, and so what can we replace that guilt with? How can we do a mindset shift with for the mom that's feeling guilty, like taking more time for themselves or being more intentional about certain aspects related to their own self-care, but that's sacrificing maybe signing up for another class party? So I would love to replace the term stay-at-home mom mm-hmm. with mom's working inside the home in contrast to moms working outside the home. I love it. Sure. Do it. Do it. Replace it. (laughs) I think that, and you have identified it, Jessica, there is a, a, um, expectation that mothers who, um, do not have a place of work outside of their home somehow are not working as hard as their you know, mm-hmm. mother peers who do, mm-hmm. um, or that they have ample time on their hands to take care of all of the aspects of childcare that are necessary. Um, and those are fallacies. Um, if you are a mother, whether you are working outside the home or inside the home, you are working very hard, period, full stop. Thank you, um, yes. Uh-huh. And if you are a mother, it necessitates that you have the right to mother care. So, uh, and this is one of the, the things that I really tried to emphasize in um, the book I wrote about mother care, and that is that 
when you employ a tool to um, to care for yourself as a mother, it needs to be it needs to fit a number of criteria. It has to be easy to learn, easy to practice, um, be able to be done anywhere. It has to be cost effective, meaning free or very low cost, and it has to be reliable. You mm. have to know that it's going to work, um, which means that it has to be steeped in science, right? So, um, and we know that one size doesn't fit all. So I might choose, for example, to employ um, an acupressure technique that I know will help bolster milk production if I'm nursing. Um, another mother might find that she's feeling a little bit of difficulty connecting with her little one. And so she's going to try an art therapy technique that's been demonstrated to show increased bonding between mother and baby. Um, so you have to have an arsenal, you have to have a toolkit, and you have to learn which techniques work best for you. Mm. Yeah, I love that. And you give so many tips in your new book, Mother Matters, and it's the subtitle is A Holistic Guide to Being a Happy, Healthy Mom. And what I love is on the back of the book, it says millions of mothers are born each year. And mm -hmm. I love that visual of just as newborns are starting out the blank slate, so are we as a mom. And as we are expected to just hup to and, and know what to do and meet every need and seemingly do it perfectly – according to what everyone else thinks, <laughs> let alone what, what we think. Um, right. I love the idea of growing up together with your child in this in this new role, in this new way. And you mentioned before failure to thrive, you know, when your baby's not getting the nutrients they need or the sunlight they need or things like there's certain things you need to be intentional about to, to boost that. And so what you're talking about with failure to thrive with mothers is when they're not being intentional – about intentional eating, intentional health practices, um, intentional movement, sunlight, things like that, we too can fall under that umbrella. So the toolkit you're talking about, it's not just a one-size-fits-all checklist. It's really figuring out what lights you up and fills your soul. Is that what you're talking about? A hundred percent. A hundred percent. Because mothers are people, right? Mm -hmm. So, you know, what works maybe really well for you, Jessica, as a mom may work differently or not work for me. Um, so part of the, um, part of the necessity in finding a mother care routine is getting to know oneself, getting to know one's mother self and identifying which self-care techniques are most effective. And by the way, they may not necessarily be the ones that worked best before baby. Oh, great, great right? thought. Yeah, that's true. There were a number of self-care um, techniques that I incorporated for the first time only after I became a mom. Mm. So, you know, women need to be open to that possibility as well. Okay. That is so awesome. So this book, Mother Care, is so great. It does give you those practical things in your toolkit to add new ideas that you may not have tried. And like you said, like I've never tried acupressure um, that was not previously in my toolkit and I still haven't tried it. But after reading about it, I'm thinking, oh, well, maybe this could be something that could be valuable to me. So don't knock it till you try it. That's what I think. Absolutely. Yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. I yeah, love yeah, yeah. it. 100%. 
Well, is there anything that mothers can do prior to adding either a first baby or an additional baby that can really help set them up for success in terms of being ready to thrive as a human, as a woman, and as a family as a whole? Yes, there are. One piece of advice I would I would and I do share with um, with new moms and and let, let me backpedal just a moment and say that um, motherhood exists on a spectrum. So when I talk about um, the motherhood spectrum, I'm talking about women who may be contemplating having a baby. They may be pregnant, uh, pregnant. They may be, um, you know, in talks with an adoption agency. They may have just brought a baby home. They may have lost a baby. So, you know, motherhood incorporates a huge range of experiences um, and Everyone on the spectrum is entitled to mother care. So I just wanted to put that out there. Mm -hmm. Um, I think in terms of um, being perhaps better prepared for the part where we bring a baby home or a second baby or a third baby, um, I think there are a couple things women can do. First of all, uh, giving themselves permission to be flexible and imperfect. Mm. I am perfect. Um, because perfection only exists in machines. It doesn't exist in people. Um, and I think if we can enter motherhood with the expectation that we will not get it right every time, um, but rather we will allow ourselves permission to let each moment be a learning experience for us and let each moment open up the possibility of, you know, having something or doing something that feels great. Uh, or similarly, you know, having a moment that maybe didn't go the way we would have wanted to and recognizing that there will almost always be another opportunity to try it again tomorrow. That's one of the joys of motherhood is that there is almost always another opportunity to make a different choice. Hmm. Um, that's the gift that our children give us one of them. Mm -hmm. um, so that's, a, I think a, a critical part of preparing oneself to, to mother or to father, mm -hmm. um, is, is allowing for that space to, you know, to be flexible and, and to maybe not, not do it ideally the first time around. Mm -hmm. And our babies don't know any different. You know, if, 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 <laughs> if we let them cry a little longer or if we bottle feed or breastfeed, they're, they just take what they can get, right? As long as we're doing our best in love, that's really all that they would require of us if they were more aware of what was going on. <laughs> that's really true. There's very little when it comes to mothering that's, you know, absolutely right or absolutely wrong. Right. Um, and, and as you said, Jessica, you know, it, you know, as long as there is a strong foundation of love um, and care, both for a baby and for a mother self, mm -hmm. um, you know, chances are good. It's probably more than good enough. 
Hey everyone, I hope you are thinking twice about how you can take better care of yourself. And whether this next sponsor is for you or for somebody you love, I cannot recommend 1-800-Flowers enough. Sometimes we have to buy our own flowers, right? Well, feel free to pass along this little tidbit to your husband. There is no greater job in this whole world than being a mom. Nobody works harder. And Mother's Day is just one day out of the year where hopefully we can take a little more time for ourselves and get a little recognition for all of our hard work. And for me, I love when that recognition comes in the form of flowers. 1-800-Flowers is giving you a special, special deal. It's exclusive for Extraordinary Moms podcast listeners, 24 for 24. That's 24 multicolored roses for $24. That's only $1 per rose. They are beautiful. I had some beautiful multicolored roses arrive in a box to my doorstep last week, and I opened it up. Well, actually, my husband opened it up because he was worried who was sending me flowers because it wasn't him. <laughs> but this bright and beautiful mix of premium roses is a rainbow of colors and will brighten up any room and make you feel super special. Roses from 1-800-Flowers are picked at their peak from Premier Farms and shipped overnight to ensure freshness. So to order 24 stunning multicolored roses for only $24, that's unheard of, go to 1-800-Flowers.com, click the radio icon up in the corner, and enter promo code EMP. That's 1-800-Flowers.com, code capital EMP get this 24 for 24 deal. Amazing. Just pick your delivery date and 1-800-Flowers will handle the rest. So send yourself some flowers, give your husband the promo code, send them to your mom, your grandma. For 24 bucks, you should make a lot of women feel special in your life. So thank you so much to 1-800-Flowers for sponsoring the show and for sending me some beautiful flowers. Oh, and the promo code expires soon, so you do not want to wait on this offer. It's just for my listeners. All right, let's get to it with Dana. So why this book? Why Mother Matters? Why did you write it? And what was it like writing this book for you? Well, I wrote, I didn't set out to write a book. Um, I, when I went back to my psychotherapy practice, um, after social work school, I became um, a mental health worker and I had a a talk therapy practice. Um, I went back to work a few years after my son was born and because of my own challenges in becoming a mom, wanted to dedicate my practice to working exclusively with new and expectant mothers. So that's what I did. And I realized um, that while talk therapy had tremendous value, it also had its limitations. Um, And that recognition uh, was really a catalyst for for what would eventually become the book, because what I started to do was become really curious about what other healing modalities might be useful for women at this particular moment in their lives. Um, And I knew that there was solid research on the correlation between exercise and mood enhancement. So I went back to school, became a, um, a personal fitness trainer, and started writing about that, as well as offering that uh, in my practice to my clients. And then I became hungry for more. And I just started, um, delving into the body of research that exists around complementary and alternative forms of healing specifically for use during this transitional time for women. And I was amazed at what I found. And the more I found, the more I wanted to write about it, the more I wanted to share it with my clients, with my friends. And before too long, it seemed like, you know, 
there was a book there mm. <laughs> um, mm. that was gestating, and um, and that's how it came to be. Uh, I joke that it was the longest um, pregnancy in history because it was about <laughs> six years <laughs> um, from you know conception to birth. That is um, a long one. Be glad we don't have to do one. that. Yeah. <laughs> Um, but as is always the case, it was it was well worth it. So um, so that's how the book came to be. That's amazing. And at the end of the book, you include some case studies with people that you've that I assume that you've worked with that have implemented these strategies of mother care and um, really addressing this failure to thrive aspect. And it is so cool to see how not only are are they happier and more fulfilled as an individual, but they just enjoy motherhood so much more. Like the holistic view of their life is just enhanced when they are more intentional about putting themselves back on the list. And I love that evidence there. I do too. And I'm really – I bet you're proud <laughs> um, of that. I'm, I'm so glad you brought it up because, you know, this is not um, – this is not lip service. Mm-hmm. You know, it's it, it's the real deal. Um if you are intentional about mother care, the positive health implications, and by health, I mean physical health, I mean psychological health, I mean relationship health, I mean parent-child health, um, are exponential. Mm. So, you know, I, I always tell moms, if you don't love yourself enough to employ mother care as a part of your daily life, then do it for your child Mm. because she or he will reap the benefits of it. Um, You know, and sometimes that's what it takes to kind of get them, (laughs) get them on board. And then, and then they really, they really get it. Yeah, you it just tri- benefits everybody. It does. Yeah, you can kind of, for that mom that's prone to feeling guilty, trick yourself into thinking this is for my kids and then sign up that way. And But then it will <laughs> it will benefit you. So if you're that's that mom. Right. That's right. Yeah. And, and as somebody that has been through seasons of just utter depletion, you know, I've just felt so sucked dry and like my time was not my own and I couldn't even remember what I liked doing anymore. I can really speak to that when I've been able to fill – my well and do things that really serve me as well, I have shown up so much more patient and kind and loving and encouraging of my kids. And that's what I want their mother to be like. That is who I want to be as a mom. And we can't do that without doing these other things. We just can't. That's right. Mm-hmm. That's yeah. right. I mean, I couldn't have said it better. It's mm-hmm. it's not you can't have one without the other. Yeah. And so as a mom that started out overwhelmed and bombarded and struggling, as you mentioned earlier in the interview, tell me about Dana as a mom today. What does it look like with your son? It's pretty great. I got, yeah. <laughs> I got to say, Jessica, it's pretty great. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, my son, as I mentioned, is eight years old now and, um, that postpartum period is um, was quite a while ago for me. Although I joke sometimes that you know postpartum lasts forever, right? It because um, you know once we become moms, we are moms forever, and um, there are you know shifts and things kind of ebb and flow. But um, but I am much better equipped now to know um, you know that mother care is a priority. Um, and my son will 
my son will remind me of that, Mm -hmm. you know, because he can sense when I am um, in need of a little bit of, you know, self-care and he'll call me out on it. He'll say, Mm -hmm. you know, mom, maybe you should go for for a run. Yeah. (laughs) Um, uh, So, you know, I'm much better equipped now than I was then. And I wish that I had learned sooner Hmm. Um, because I feel like, I feel like we both missed out. He could have had a mom who was, um, had greater joy and, um, flexibility and patience. Um, you know, he could have had more of the mom I am now back then. Hmm. Um, and you know, that's, it's unfortunate and it's okay. You know, uh, we're all doing we're all doing great now, um, but my hope is that you know if I can share with some moms who are maybe going through some of what I went through, um, that they'll be they'll be a little quicker on the draw hmm. than I was. Yeah, it's just so powerful to be able to learn from the experiences of other moms. Um, and, and not wait. I mean, I talked to so many moms who have a devastating diagnosis, you know, for a child or for themselves. And they just, that's the wake up call. And they're like, why did I wait? You know, I, at any moment, like you could choose in this split second to change your perspective. You could change in this moment what you're going to do next in order to take better care of yourself. You don't need to wait until you get so depleted or you're so desperate or mortality is knocking on your door. You don't need to wait for any of those things. You are in complete control and power to enjoy your life and enjoy your motherhood today. Don't wait. That's right. That's don't, right. Don't in wait. In this moment. In and, this moment. Yeah. Yes. And the other thing I wanted um, to respond to with what you were saying with your son is I think part of the gift we give our kids is showing them how we work through things. And so, mm-hmm. yes, there was probably moments of impatience on your part. I know there have been on mine. Um, I call myself a recovering yeller. I never thought I would yell. <laughs> I never was a yeller. And just motherhood just erupted this thing in me. Anyway, I've I've worked on that. And as much as I regret moments of impatience and, and a temper that came out in a way that is not reflective of who and what I want my kids to remember, um, they've sh- they've seen me grow in that. And when I make mistakes, they they hear the apologies. And they see the difference when I try and make better choices. And so I think it's so important for our kids to see us doing things imperfectly at times, but realizing we're all a work in progress and they're going to make mistakes and they're a work in progress. And as we show them and model for them the tools to make better choices when we know better, they can do the same thing. And so I think that is part of the gift we give our kids. I couldn't agree with you more. Mm-hmm. And I, and I really, um, I so thank you for being so candid with mm-hmm. your, with your experience, because I think, um, you know, we all have been through that. We all yeah. continue to go through that. And I think, um, you know, if we could be as you just have been Jessica more honest about our experiences mm-hmm. in mothering, it would benefit all of us. I think so too. Yeah. We can feel like we're not alone and, yeah, if it, it's kind of like if you only knew, if you only knew what happened in you know behind closed doors, you wouldn't think I'm such a good mom. Well, I'm still a good mom even despite what sometimes happens behind closed doors or out in public in Target during the meltdown. You know, we, we've all been there, and we can all support each other in that. 
Well, yes. I just, I love this book so much. It's Mother Matters. Um, where can people pick it up and where can people find you online if they want to find out more about you and, and all of your work? Sure. So uh, you can always find me on my website, which is Dana, D-A-Y-N-A, M like Michelle, Kurtz, K-U-R-T-Z.com, Dana M. Kurtz.com. You can find Mother Matters uh, on Amazon, on Barnes and Noble, off my site, through my publisher, (laughs) (laughs) um, which is Familius Press, and anywhere else fine books are sold. Dana, you're an author. You're an author! (laughs) (laughs) That is cool. And I just love the cover. It is so great. It's so practical. It's a great book to have on your bookshelf to be like, all right, mama's feeling a little worn down. Pull it off and really see what fits and try some new things as well. And reading these testimonials in the back of the book really just solidify these moms have been there. If they can do it, I can I can find more enjoyment in life and in motherhood as well. So thank you so much for this book. It is incredible. Oh, thank you, Jessica. It's such a pleasure to speak with you. Thank you so much. Yeah, I always ask my guests just one final question, and it is this. What would you tell your pre-motherhood self? Ease up. Hmm. We put a lot of pressure on ourselves, don't we? And on our kids. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, we do. We do. That's a good word. Dana, thank you so much for taking the time to share your motherhood journey, to share Mother Matters with us, to teach us about mother care, And I just really challenge all the listeners to take this moment right the second to say, what can I do today? Don't wait. Don't wait. What can I do today to bring more joy to your life, to have a little bit more fun, to invoke a laugh, to make yourself feel healthier? What is that thing? And then show up for your kids in an even better way. Thank you. I love that. Thank you, Dana. Thank you. You're awesome. Have a great day. You too. Thanks, Jessica. So good. So good, (laughs) especially with Mother's Day approaching. I think there is no better time to really acknowledge the hard work we are putting in as moms and the necessity, the obligation, and the privilege we have of making sure that we are on the list too. Yes, we're taking care of kids. Yes, we're wanting to be a good wife. Yes, we want to be a good friend. Yes, we want to show up for others. We have to show up for ourselves so that we can show up for others in a healthy way holistic, happy way. Truly happy, not just fake happy. (laughs) Thank you, Dana, so much for sharing your message and for the book, Mother Matters. Um, I'm going to link to everything in the show notes at ExtraordinaryMomsPodcast.com. If you don't already follow me, you can do that at JessicaDalquist3 or on Facebook at Extraordinary Moms Podcast. Like we said, everything's on ExtraordinaryMomsPodcast.com. You can also listen to episodes there, find past guests, past show notes, past notes, everything. And I hope you will check that out. I've had a lot of people sharing the show this week, and I just want to thank you from the bottom of my heart that you are sharing with your audience and your followers and your friends, encouraging them to step up as Extraordinary Moms and to listen to these women and learn from these stories. Love them so much. Okay, I have another great Mother's Day gift idea for you, and we're going to be talking with a new author. Well, not really a new author, but she has a new book. Andrea Williams, founder of Tubby Todd and my dear friend, came out with a new book called You've Got This Mama. She is so incredible, and this would make another great Mother's Day gift if you haven't already thought of what to give the mothers in your life or what to ask for yourself. 
So um, make sure that you can go over to at Tubby Todd um, on Instagram and you can order that. But we will also be chatting with her about the book and all the things about what's new with her and her tips for mothers on Friday's episode. So I hope you will check that out. All right, everybody, have a great week and we'll see you next week for another episode with another extraordinary mom. Bye.